from the Virtual Summit, the Core presents Sales Training Boot Camp with Lisa Wells and Mike Wood. Today's topic, maintaining the run in less hours. Welcome, everyone. This is How to Maintain the Run in Less Hours. So if you guys didn't catch that, it's really code for a time management class. And we know that's not probably super cool or super <laughs> exciting. However, we, Mike and myself, are going to make it super exciting. And the other thing at the end of the day is time management, I think, is the foundation of what we do and how we do it. It's a reason that we still talk about it. It's a, there's a reason that agents, uh, Mike, myself, who've been in the business for a really long time, still struggle with it, still are challenged with it, still work on it. So <clears throat> we're going to share a bunch of things today, tactics, but we're going to probably do things a little bit differently. Um, but before we kick off this class, um, I want to make sure my name is Lisa Wells. I am in the mortgage side of this um, duo, and uh, I have been in the core, and I have been a coach for – I've been in the core for – 11 years, and I've been a coach for eight years, so I am one of the OGs at this OG. point uh, in this coaching world. Oh. And Mike, my good fat friend, cohort, teaching partner. Partner. Your, your RP. I am your realtor partner. Yes. I, I, I am. I'll be the sidekick in this one. Uh, <laughs> but it was truthful. Uh, Lisa and I spoke this morning and I said, you realize this is, this is a lender class. I'm, we're going to get a few real estate agents, but I, I, and she came back and said no. So I'm glad to see, uh, my realtor peeps in here. For those of you on the lender side that uh, have no familiarity with me at all, my name is Mike Wood. I'm a real estate agent in Reno, Nevada. Um, just to give you an idea, uh, my team has closed 214 units so far this year. Uh, we're just over 100 million in volume. Uh, I'm, we're number one in not well Reno for sure, and then um, number one Remax agent in the state. So um, I joined Core. Eight years ago, I became a coach four years ago, three years ago. It was a while. They didn't want to let me in. Um, Rick, I'm, I'm not Rick's favorite. If <laughs> Lisa, on the other hand, uh, Rick loves and, and Lisa has such a wonderful personality that I got lucky on this class because I know number one, the woman's superwoman. Number two, she crushes and gets it all done. And number three, um, she's always really quick with with good, insightful advice, which I was kind of happy to take this because myself, just like a lot of you, were like, okay, so if I'm going to continue to run, we're going to keep this up, but maybe the interest rates aren't as low as they're going to be. And if I'm on the lender side, I'm not going to deal with as many refinances. How in the world am I going to continue this? And I'm honestly getting burnout. I mean, mm-hmm. this this is tough. So how can I do it in, in less time, if not the same amount of time? So I'm excited to okay. teach the class because this is how I learn. And I'm I'm just over the moon that it's with Lisa because this is actually the first class that we've taught together. So true that. Okay. Um, guys, can I just get a really uh, quick raise of hands on who are our realtors and who are our lenders just so we can kind of get a, a estimate. So 
mortgage guys, lenders, raise your hand so I can kind of get a visual. <clears throat> and those are still the, having a ton connecting. Okay. Yeah. Turn on your video too if you haven't. <clears throat> yeah, turn on your video. It makes me feel like I'm just talking to Mike. No, I'm just kidding. I can see all of you, which is awesome. So we'll call on some of you as well. So make sure that you're paying attention and you're super interactive. No distractions, right? Okay. So <clears throat> how many of you that think or know at this point, because it's what, November, that this is going to be or is already your best year yet? Okay. Awesome. Most of you, I think. I can't see everyone, but most of you. Yeah, most. How many of you also feel that this year, as much as you might have loved the numbers, it didn't feel great? Okay. We've got COVID. We've got, you know, being shut down. We've got not being able to see clients. We've got, you know, adjusting and changing how we have to do a lot of our businesses. And uh, <clears throat> I want to share a really quick story before we get started, which will give you kind of the foundation or the premise of how we came to teach the class this way today. Um, and also, please turn to page uh, 218 in your book. So we are on 218, and we're going to actually use the book, so make sure that you're there. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge you guys to <laughs> go backwards. But I'm going to have you start in 221. And um, you guys can read that on your own time. But let me just kind of set the stage for for you guys about kind of what 2020 has looked like for, for me. Um, number one, it is definitely my best year ever. We have um, exceeded all of our goals by uh, October 5th. So we were off the charts busy, um, so busy that I think uh, many of the things that I consider foundational habits and practices for me kind of went out the window. So I'm an early morning person. I get up, I work out, but there was a few times, right, when the gyms were shut down. So I couldn't. And so I did these virtual workouts, but I thought they were kind of clown. And so what I did was I skipped my workouts and I just started working. So I would start work at like 5 30 in the morning and then I work all day and then um, when you kind of slide on the workouts you all of a sudden kind of start sliding on the food and and maybe you start sliding a little bit more into the alcohol and at one point um, this was probably maybe August I had called up Josh Sigmund at eight in the morning on a Monday and I said I am so fried. I am so burnt down. I burst into tears. And if anyone knows me, I'm not a crier. So if I cry, like you have got an issue on your hands, like nobody's business. I burst into tears and he's like, holy crap. I don't know what to do. Hold on. Let me like write this in my date book that Lisa Wells is on the phone bawling her eyes out. <laughs> and I just thought I'm burnt out. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I can't ex inspire anyone. I'm super crabby all the time. And I'm just like, I know I should be grateful. I know I should feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky, but I don't. And what do I have to do to fix that? And he said, when was your last vacation or when was your last break? And I had canceled two vacations because of COVID. 
And if I'm not going to take a vacation, why not just work, right? So I said, well, my last vacation was Christmas. And I handle a lot of the weekend stuff for my team because I just, that's kind of how it works right now. And he said, you have been working seven days a week for months with all this other stress on top of you. You need a break. And he said, so immediately you will take a quick vacation. I don't care where you go, what you do, but you have to leave the state. And the other thing that I need you to do is I need you to write out a vision and just free flow, just let it out about what 2020 is going to look like and what you are not going to repeat about 2020. And so if you guys hear anything from me today or from Mike, the one thing that I want you to take away is that you are in control. You are in control of your time. You are in control of what you do. You are in control of how you do it. And I think that I had lost that when I called up Josh that morning. I think I had been reactive. I think I couldn't get away from people poking and needing something from me all the time. I wasn't on a normal schedule. And I just felt like I would lost it. And he gave me this assignment to write out what 2021 was going to look like. So I fast forward. I call the office after I get off with Josh. And I call my husband first and I say, we're out of here. We're going somewhere. We're leaving on Thursday. I don't know where. We'll go to Park City. It's the most open state that I know. Let's go. So literally, my husband booked flights. I called the office. I said, I don't care who's saw, what appointments you cancel, I'm out. Thursday, Friday, Monday, I'm out. I'm not going to answer my phone. I'm not going to take up nothing. And I got away. But what happened was I spent some time thinking about what 2021 could look like. And what 2020 was not, or what it was not going to look like uh, because of 2020. And that's what you guys see on on 221 and 222, which is my, and it has not been edited. It probably has spelling errors in there. Don't judge. It was truly a free flow of what I really had lost my way in and what I needed to get back to put myself back in control. But most importantly, to inspire me again to get excited that I could get the control back. Yeah. And real, authentic. That was you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, it's like hard for me to kind of get there because it was such a, like it was a hard, really hard time for me. And I, I, I know, and you may not say it, and it's okay, but I know some of you feel that same way. And so that's why we kind of moved to teaching the class this way about time, because I want you guys to feel like you're in control. And I want you to feel that you don't have to be a victim because of your calendar. So I spent some time writing this and really thinking through what I wanted 2021 to look like. And that really has been the coolest thing because it has inspired me to figure out what am I doing that I don't love? Because at the end of the day, if you want to continue this run and you want to do the business that you've done this year, mentally, you've got to be able to stomach it and push through and get there, which means you've got to quit doing the stuff that you don't love. So that brings us to our first little bit of homework, because you guys are going to work in this class. It's not just to sit back, listen, absorb it all in. You're going to do some work, Okay. So on page 220, and this can go, this goes for realtors and lenders. So don't think because Mike's not sharing this challenge that he doesn't share this challenge because 
Mike, your challenge was similar, and I think your your definition this morning was it was a, a really bad snow day that lasted for months. Months, months, and and what do we do on snow days? We 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 take all the disciplines for the work life and we push them aside, and we say today I'm going to run around in sweatpants because I don't have to get dressed up, mm-hmm. and it's just today. And then and then we say, well, typically I don't have a drink until. <laughs> 6.37 when I come home, but gosh, I'm working from home and it's two o'clock. So white claw sounds good. Now, who doesn't like the mango? It's a, it's a trick question. Nobody likes, the nobody mango. likes the mango. That's right. That's, that's how you, that's how you Got find you. them. Uh, but all of the disciplines, all of the structure, everything that, that I had spent 14 years building from, from myself to my team, the culture, um, the routines, all of those went out the window to remotely handling people. And then uh, I don't know. Actually, this is probably the best place and the safest place for me to say this. I derive my energy from other people. So mm-hmm. I love I love meeting new people. I love meeting prospective clients. I love being around the team. That's that's I come home and I am in a better mood because I've been around people and my wife likes it. Um, a month and a half into COVID, my wife's looking at me going, I don't just put a mask on and go meet strangers. Just go anywhere. Please just get out of here. Uh, because it had, it had gone from, I get up at 530 and, and I, I read and then I, I do some yoga and blah, 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 all of that to, you know, the, I don't have a Zoom until 11.30, so I guess I, I can just wake up whenever I want. You know, it's like Saturday morning as a kid. No school? Um, so what happens is that all becomes okay, right? I, all of the boundaries that you have set up on this is the way I run my business, and it's tight. It's really tight. Um, everything just kind of gets pushed off to the side, and then gets pushed off for a week, then two weeks. Then it becomes a habit, right, because 30 days. And uh, I, I share this with Lisa and I'll share it with you guys. Um, I got to a point and, and I'm like you, best month ever or best year ever, three of my best months ever. And I stopped drinking in September and I had to. I just was drinking on a daily basis and it, it was, it was habit. It wasn't, Hey, let's go have a drink. So, um, uh, Halloween's the only time that I have broken that. And to be honest with you, I am, I've lost 14 pounds. Um, uh, now I gotta work out. So you guys, I'll share this with you guys. You see that? You see that? You see, do you know what nice that is? Nice and convenient for you. That's a Peloton. Well, it's, you have okay. to adapt and adjust, right? It's, um, right. It, it is the change. So those of us that will get out of the depression, that'll, that'll get out of, um, get back into the only way you're going to do it is if you decide that you are going to be more disciplined and you're going to stick to the schedule and you're going to. Now, the problem is, is it's overwhelmingly busy, almost to the point where you're like, I don't know if I could take any more. But of course, I'm going to take more because I don't say no. I want to. I'm a people pleaser and I'm greedy. So I'm going to go grab everything. Um, and I do like the numbers. I love the numbers. But I've got to hire more people. I've got to train more people. I've got to do it remotely. I've got to do all of these things that come with it. And I am bad at delegating. Um, I always thought I was great at it, but it's not as I, I'm not as proficient as at it as I am. So I'm going to do, and Lisa's going to do this exercise with you guys. 
um, starting on page 220, and this, she has ownership of this, so I'm going to have her take us through it. Awesome. So <clears throat> it's very simple. This is our table work. I said you guys were going to do some work. Sorry. I touched my table. and things shit. My bad. Um, all right. So I want you guys to list right now three things in your business that you are doing now but you don't love. Three things in your business that you're doing now that you don't love. Can you put dealing with real estate agents if you're a lender? No one ever would, Mike. Because <laughs> I'm putting it. For those that do not have the workbook in front of them, I've also put a downloadable uh, Word doc in the chat. Yeah, and again, these are just really simple things. So if you just don't have the workbook, just write it out. Write it out. You're fine. Three things. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's okay. amazing what happens when you put things on paper. Okay. So, Brianna Waller, share one thing that you are doing right now that you are not loving. Got to unmute yourself. Derek, allow them to unmute themselves. Please. Um, the one thing is the off details, like all the little things, lock extensions, everything along those lines. And are you doing it because your team is too busy? I'm doing it because I lost my assistant and I have to do everything by myself. Ugh, got it. Suck you. Okay. Rodrigo, Sin, give us one thing that you are doing right now that you don't love doing. Gotta unmute yourself. I know. Technology is stuck. Um, I would say working with uncommitted clients. Oh, good one. Ooh, working with uncommitted clients. And do you think that you normally wouldn't and that you just got into a bad habit? Um, I think I, 95 to 99% of my business comes from existing clients. Okay. So they will sometimes refer somebody that needs help but really isn't qualified. Got it. Okay. And I have a difficult time saying no. Got it. We all do. I'm going to share, because <clears throat> that's come up a couple of times. Mike said he's a people pleaser. We don't like to say no. In general, we're all people pleasers. It kind of is what makes us good at customer service and sales and that kind of thing. So there's one thing that I adopted a couple of years ago, and I'll share it with you guys. Every single thing that I do, sometimes with clients, I have to do this. If I get asked to do things like participate in events or charities or spend money on Zillow um, or that kind of thing, there's three requirements that that thing has to pass. And it has to either make me money, save me money, or bring me joy. If it doesn't do one of those three things, it's pretty easy for me to say no. So I'll give you guys like an example, like clients who are not qualified, <clears throat> okay, or they're going to shop the crap out of you and you're not going to make any money or you're going to have to close their deal and give them so many lender concessions just so that they close and be quiet. That's not going to make me money. It's not going to save me money for sure. That definitely doesn't bring me joy. Goodbye. I'm not going to meet that rate. Excellent. So I think there's got to be, as we go through, our time is one of the only things 
that does not, there's not more of, they're not making any more of it. I cannot get back yesterday at 11.05. So whatever I was doing, it's what I was doing. And so I think we have to start being much more guarded with our time because it's our most precious commodity. So doesn't save me money, or doesn't make me money, doesn't save me money, and most importantly, it does not bring me joy. There are some times where I do something and it simply brings me joy. It, it doesn't make me money or save me money. But because it brings me joy, it fills up my cup, and I, I do it. So for all of you people pleasers, that's one thing that I would tell you. Stop. Have, have, have some rules. Um, Monty, tell me, I'm trying to get a realtor. Mike, call on a realtor. I want to see what's one thing a realtor is doing that they don't want to do anymore. No, I, I will. And let me just do this really quickly. He says, Tim Duncan asked a really good question. He said, if you meet somebody that doesn't make you money, save you money, or bring you joy, what is the conversation with that person when you tell them that you just can't help them? Um, <clears throat> that's a really good question. I think in like, I use that question with regards to a shopper. Yeah. Will you come back? Will you cut your fee for this? And most of the time I will tell a client, look, I understand we want to be really competitive. And I truly believe that our service is worth every penny that you will pay. And the peace of mind that you're going to get from working and doing a mortgage with me is worth every penny you're going to pay. I would love the opportunity to show you that and, and, you know, tell you how we, or show you how we do that. Right. But if you don't find that valuable or you haven't gotten that as of yet, I totally understand that you've got to walk in a new direction. So that is the conversation I have. Realtors, you guys want me to spend some money with you. Um, most of the time I'm going to say no, because in general, uh, I will do 20 leads and I might close one deal and it's just not super efficient. And definitely that one does not bring me joy. And so I just think you have to be really crystal clear and sometimes saying no is the best thing you can do for a client or the best thing that you can do for a referral partner that maybe is going to drag you down in the weeds. Um, that you you just know better. Yeah, no, and I, I agree with you. And in that specific, <clears throat> I have grown more from lenders that have come to me, and I don't ask, um, but I did ask uh, years ago, and only one of them, and it was a core lender uh, that brought me in that said, "I understand you want money, but but you're really you, your ask is incorrect." Instead yeah. of me giving you a fish every month, how about I I'm just teach you how to fish? And I went, okay, great. And with that lead-in, yeah. uh, Randy Miller, I believe, is the one that wants to answer your question on the realtor side. So, Randy, if you could unmute yourself. Awesome. Randy, yeah, share with us one thing that you were doing that you don't love. Ah, Mike knows me so well. <laughs> well, besides besides dealing with agents uh, and showing homes, probably home inspections. Home inspection. Yeah. Okay. It's a time waster. Okay. For sure. All right. So we all got the things that we don't love. Now, what are three things that you love about your business, but you've stopped doing them, or you've broken the habit, or you've got out of rhythm of doing them? So... What have you stopped doing? I know with COVID, we stopped doing a lot of the in-person events. We stopped doing a lot of in-person um, uh, coaching stuff. I do masterminds with realtors where I will teach realtors for three months um, at a time, and I stopped doing that. And you'll see in my um, 
in my vision that that's one of the biggest things for me that I have to start doing it. And as we kind of finish up this class, that's one of the biggest things that I wrote back into my calendar was I got to get back with the agents. I got to get back to teaching and coaching them and bringing the value. So one thing, who's going to share? Phil, what's one thing? He didn't raise his hand. I just call him like a bad teacher. <laughs> Go ahead, Phil. Unmute yourself. Share with us. Can you hear me? Am I unmuted? Yep. You're unmuted, buddy. Happy hours. I mean, obviously, we had stopped doing those. I love those. I can't wait till we start doing them again. And um, have you partake in any of the Zoom happy hours, or they're just not the same? So yeah, I do. It's not the same, so it's not as regular. We're doing them, but it's kind of sometimes yes, sometimes no, and for the, the attendance isn't the same. Um, you just can't get the interaction. You know, so I just can't wait till we get back to normal. But we're doing everything we can with Zoom now. But, yeah. um, you know, our happy hours and our events, can't wait till we get back to that. Awesome. Okay. Um, Adam Cobb, what's one thing that you are uh, love to do but you stopped doing it or you got out of habit? I stopped calling on new people this year just because I've been so busy and working so hard that I need to start doing new relationships again. New relationship. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, B, you're raising your hand. Awesome. I love a proactive uh, participant. Yes, for me, it's um, having the time of being creative and really doing those unexpected extra gifting, which which um, takes, you know, phone calls or, you know, just finding out more about the people, Facebook, Facebook stalking them and just, being creative with that, I really miss that, and time is, is the issue here. Yeah, but I, I, I'm i going to jump in really quick, Lisa, because I'm going to get on B for that. Um, that's not where your time needs to be spent. I enjoy eating cotton candy at the fair, but that's not where I'm going to make my money. And that's why you had to just hire somebody, yeah? I did hire somebody. I know. I, <laughs> I know. But I do miss but, that. Well, and, and I I – I will yield to you. Um, I, I miss that also. But let's also remember, um, if you look at Todd Screema's top 10 time-saving ideas, which I don't think we're really going to go over it, but this is just mind-blowing if you spend three to five minutes because this is the opposite of me. This is like dialed in, analyzed. How do I fix it? How do I fix it? Um, at the same time, the things that, that you stop doing, I'd like them to be things that that actually bring business, generate, convert, close. Thank you, B. But yeah, Tyler, don't put your head down. I see you. Unmute yourself. Here we go. Uh, I, I put running my milk route. I loved having milk route. I had a ton of people on it, and I just I just stopped it. I loved that. That was my favorite day of the week. Now, let me ask you this, Tyler. Can you do it now, or are they not in, uh, you know, are, I, I'm not sure what your milk route was, if it was realtors or if it was builder, new construction, reps, or what it was? It, it, it's, it? Probably, it's probably a quarter of what it used to be. Most of them are working from home or they're, they're you know, don't let people over or whatever that looks like. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'll also call them. It's just not the same. That, that connection is just not there anymore. Okay. So if it's a quarter, could you get back to even doing a quarter of them? Yeah, I still do those. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. So I think that some of our stuff that we are really missing is still going to be shut down a little bit. However, there are still people that will meet in person. There are still people that will, um, you know, be in their offices or, you know, be available if that's what you need. 
But I think sometimes my whole point of this exercise was when COVID happened, it gave me an excuse to kind of skip some steps and not do all the things that I normally would do. So one of the things that I um, wrote down that I loved what I was doing, but I've stopped doing right now is I used to talk a ton about the finances of clients and not necessarily bring a budget, but like their wealth escalator and let's talk about this. And because now everything is on zoom, I'm like, and we're busier. I'm like, okay, I've got five of these clients. Let's be super efficient. I can get this done in 32 minutes. And I just feel that I have lost a little bit of the edge that made me better than somebody else. And so I think we lost, I got into a little rhythm problem with being super fast and checking the box versus really showing my value and going the extra mile to be different. And I think one thing that we all have to learn is via Zoom, the trust is not there as much. And so the additional things that you've got to do with bringing value or going the extra mile or going the extra explanation or going, um, you know, and being different with your value is more important now than ever. And I miss that. So some of the things I just started to skip steps and get a little bit lazier. I don't want to use lazy because that's a bad word, but skip steps. Okay. Now, the other thing about 2021 that I wanted to make sure happened that did not happen in 2020 was I worked way too much. I worked way too much this year. I would get up at five, I would blah, blah, whatever. So in 2021, I want to make sure that I've got my calendar set out because what's the most important thing and the first thing that you should be putting on all of your calendars? John, by this is for you. What's the first thing that you should put on your calendars every single month of every single year for the next 12 months? Your theme days. Dude, I called on you because you were a layout. Give me right answer. Uh, wrong. All right. Let me ask a first timer. Monty, do you know the first thing that you should put on your calendar every single month of the next year? The first thing that you need to put on your calendar. Personal time. Personal time. John, the fact that a new guy, first time attendee got the right answer. Dude, you're letting me down. Okay, personal time. Guys, I know we're all really, really busy. I know everybody wants a piece of us. I totally get it. But when we, Kendra said it perfectly yesterday, when we say yes over here and we encringe or infringe on our our calendar, I make up words as I teach these classes. Watch the playback. It'll be really funny. Um, When we allow that to happen, we're saying no to something else. And most of the time, it's no to our family, no to our kids, you know, whatever is the most important is the one that takes the scraps the most. So if you look at my thing, I decided I'm going to put on my calendar that I'm going to pick up my kids twice a week from school. Their school is done at 2.30. It's kind of the middle of the day, but that's my thing. I need one hour to pick them up, get them home, and I can restart, you know, and do appointments for another two hours. But that for me, two days a week, non-negotiable. And all of us, because we're yes and we're pleasers, we all of a sudden start to schedule over that personal time. And then we actually get mad or off because we don't have any time. 
we, you know, we're so busy. Well, you do have time. You just chose to schedule over it and adjust through it. So one of the big things is personal time has to go on there, number one. So in the next section, I want to make sure that you guys are adding how many weeks of vacation, how many long weekends, what are your hours going to be? Because remember the one thing I said I wanted you to get from this call today? What was it? One thing. If you got one thing, that's all I wanted. One thing. Liz, what was it? Hang on. Unmute yourself, hon. I'll say, um, uh, unmute yourself. Um, well, I showed up a little late, but I'm assuming it's permission um, to have let, like more work-life balance. It is. You're in control. You are in control of your time. Be nailed it. You got it. Yeah. You're in control of your time. So here is one of my best time-saving tips that I'm going to give you. And it's not necessarily time-saving, but it's one of the things that I do, and it is schedule all appointments until July. Any hair appointments, any nail appointments, any doctor appointments, any dentist appointments, anything like that, they're scheduled now. Because sometimes... Things happen, and you're like, shoot, I need to get my hair done. And it's like, oh, I can't do it for two weeks. That's ridiculous. Personal things first. So schedule out appointments at least till June. I never go farther than, like, six months because I feel like the world could end by then, and whoever knows. So then I will do it again in March for the rest of the year. So schedule everything out so that it is already on your calendar. You don't have to worry about not being able to fit things in or not being able to take care of yourself personally. Because if I learned anything from 2020, it is no one's going to take care of me. They, they will chew me up, spit me out, put me into Todd's Vitamix mixer, blend me up, and kick me back out. And no one's going to do that except for me. And if I don't schedule it and I don't put it out there, no one's going to do it. So all your personal stuff, whatever appointments you can do, if you work out in the morning, like Phil's a big worker outer in the morning, get that on there. Get that scheduled. Heck, if you want to work out at noon, work out at noon. It doesn't matter. You have an appointment. So many of us get caught up in this, like, oh, I can't do it. I don't have time. You have time for whatever you want or feel is important. So I'm telling all of you, in order to continue this run and make sure that you guys are getting it done next year, take care of yourselves First, so that you have the energy, the stamina, the mental bandwidth to keep going. I think that's what I missed this year, and maybe some of you did too. Okay? And Lisa, do you, when you schedule your personal stuff, because we're going to jump into the work stuff too, Katie, uh, are there times or days that are easier for you? Like, I, I like my haircuts on Tuesday, so I scheduled a year's worth of haircuts with my girl Tuesday afternoons, and then I massage. Those are the two things. Um, so I get a haircut on one day of the week, once a month, and I get a massage on a certain day, once a month. And, and that's, that's it. So what about you? So for me, I will usually, I have a very great hair person that will open up the salon early for me. So I go in, um, every four weeks at 730 AM and it takes me, depending on what I'm doing, an hour to two hours. So again, Thursday mornings at 730 is what I do for him. Uh, nails, I typically do like to do on Saturdays. 
it's very hard with kids schedules for, for me just because my kids are back and doing sports and stuff. So that's a lot more hard for me to schedule versus if I left at four o'clock on a Wednesday to do nails, um, doctor appointments, anything like that. Usually I like to front, uh, I mean, better, uh, Monday and Tuesdays of the week. My back end of my weeks tend to get much busier. So Mondays and Tuesdays typically are my appointment days. Good okay. question. And then what are your, what are your start times for work? Uh, so my start time, yeah, no, 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 perfect. My start times are a little bit different only because like right now I take my kids to school. Right. So does any, one of the most important things I think is really having a great morning routine. Does anyone care to hear mine or Mike's or want to share theirs? Is that a yes or a no? You all look kind of like, ah. okay. So this is so hard. I'm just telling you guys, it is so hard to be talking to a camera and not getting, like, feedback or voice, feedback, right. noise or whatever. So I have to, like, make all my own sounds. So I'm so sorry that you guys get to the vision. Is this, is this taken from the book, The Miracle Morning? Um, a little bit. Okay. Um, so for me, what's really important is that I get some kind of exercise. So for me, I'm an early riser. And if you know anyone, I think, that has got uber success or they're really, you know, kind of got it dialed in, you will find that they start their mornings way earlier than most of you probably want to. So I wake up every single day at 4.45, except for Saturday and Sunday, I wake up at 6. Um, so I wake up at 4.45, I um, let my dogs out, I have um, a powder thing, shake or something, and then I work on a gratitude journal for about 5 to 10 minutes, I meditate for 5 minutes, and I'm at the gym by 5.30 twice a week. I work out till 6.15. I'm home by 6.30. I give myself 20 minutes to get ready. I am not a big get readier, as you can see. And um, I'm off. I take my, kid to, my kids to school. So three days a week, usually, I am in the office by at least 10 to 8, 8 o'clock. Wow. Um, wow. The other weeks that I'm not working out at the gym, the same schedule applies. But I go for a run or a walk with my dogs. And it doesn't matter if it's negative 50 because that sometimes happens. Um, that fresh air and just getting that bolt of exercise is super important for me. Gratitude journal, five minutes of meditation. As you can see, I'm kind of high and strong. So five minutes is about all I can muster. Um, but I do think it's super valuable. And then about 20 minutes of getting uh, ready and off I go to work. So two days a week then typically I'm in the office closer to 7.15 or so. So I'm an early person. I like to get that time in because the earlier I can start, the more kind of busy work, email, that kind of stuff I can get out of the way before 8 o'clock. And for me, one of the biggest things that I do to control my day is if I'm in at 7.15, I'll do email first till about 8, and then I will start calling. I firmly believe that 8 o'clock is okay to start calling. Some of you might be too early. Great. Don't answer your phone. No problem. I'll leave a message. But I, if I don't get in till 8 o'clock or 10 to, I do not look at my email. I think email can be an epic trap that we get caught into. And if my most important thing is making outbound phone calls in any given day, it is the first thing that I do. And I don't bother to look at email probably until at least 9.30, 9.45 minimum. So that's usually my mornings. I love it. What time do you go to bed? I go to bed um, 10, 10.30. I said, do you have um, a routine before bed also? 
Um, the only thing that I do before bed is I finish up the five-minute journal, so the gratitude journal, like what went well today, what could you improve on today. I think it puts yep. me in a good frame of mind for sleep at night. Yeah, well, and I, I'm going to add on to that, and then I have one question just because I have to ask it. Um, is I like to have a, a – it's basically a to-do list. And then I just jot down anything that might be running. And it stays by the bed just in case. Um, but I was waking up at 3.30 in the morning thinking about things that I had to do and telling myself, don't forget this, don't forget this. So if I can put it there and move it. The only question I had about the whole thing in the morning, and please, please don't judge me harshly for this, but um, you said the first thing after you wake up is um, who let the dogs out? Yeah, to let the dogs out. Yeah, okay. Thank Ooh. you. Well, okay, break the song. Oh, my God. Please. That's the problem with Zoom is you don't you don't get any um, any feedback. Okay. So the the trick is this. The trick is is uh, top performers spend a lot of time on on where they are mentally. And I love what you said about that. That meditation. You really want to make a change in your life. Spend a few minutes in your head and and basically declutter the desk and prioritize what is it I'm going to do today. Um, three is the I, I want three things that if if I can get them accomplished between now and the time that I go back to sleep, that's a win for me. It moves the needle forward. Uh, like Rick said, you know, we're not looking for perfection. We're simply looking to get better every day. So um, come in, get get your mind right. Exercise, obviously, to get the, uh, the blood flowing a little bit. Um, stay away from caffeine if you can. I cannot. Uh, I do love a, a good cup of coffee, but having the routine and sticking with it. And uh, if you haven't read the book, Make Your Bed, I would suggest reading that. But basically, that says uh, make your bed every morning, you know, and it comes back to routine so that you feel accomplished by the time you – Lisa's done more by the time she gets to the office than most people in this business will do all day long, in, in all honesty. And that is the key to maintaining – to run without working more hours. So thanks for letting me ask that. I really appreciate it. Um, so I believe there was a question just in on the bottom section. Um, I, I just want to make sure that you guys are getting that number of weekend hours you work each month. So um, that was one of the things that I was doing that I don't love doing. And so for me, I do handle a lot of the weekends. I know it's ridiculous. I know, I know, I've heard it a thousand times. I get it. It's dumb. But um, for me on the weekends, I usually just react to whatever is needed. Like if someone needs a pre-approval, whatever, we really try to be forward on everything that we do so that we're calling out to people on the weekends. If we know that they're out looking, we're calling out, do you need anything? Do you want us to run you know, numbers? Anything like that. But it still happens. So for me, I maybe work you know, three, four hours tops on the weekends, so it's not a huge amount. One thing that I changed for 2021 is I now am going to be rotating with three other people on my team, and I am offering them uh, 300 bucks to handle all the weekend calls for me, and they only get the 300 bucks if they talk to at least two people. And it could be an agent or it could be a client. But I want them watching things. I want them paying attention. And for me, um, to not have to react or to not have to respond on every single weekend is amazing. So I now only rotate and take one weekend of the month. Do they have to come into the office that weekend? Nope. Okay. So you forward phones? 
Yep. So we have a grasshopper line and everyone has grasshopper on their phone. And we just forward the grasshopper to whoever is on for the weekend. Love it. And you can text to it. You can answer it. You can do whatever. Most of the time, I'll be honest, I don't answer the phone on the weekend. And I tell them to leave a message because that way, if I answer and I can't give them the answer anyways, then it's usually two calls for the one answer. So if I see what they need, I might shoot them a quick text and say, hey, um, I got your message. I'll work on this. I'll call you back soon. Because for me, I want to get the information, give it back to them. And nine times out of ten, I won't be able to do that if I'm picking up the phone and reacting. So I do let it go to voicemail, and then I respond really quickly with whatever they need. So that's one thing, too, that helps me not feel so reactionary or taken off guard. Then I can also kind of scream, like, if it's a refi call from Uncle Buck or somebody like that, Uncle Buck's not going to call back till Monday. Do that. Okay? Okay. I want to make sure, Mike, how many hours a week do you work? Um, About 55. Okay. How do you break that up over the weekends? Do you have team networks on the weekends? Do you handle the weekends? What does that look like? My my staff does not work weekends. So if you're paid your Monday through Friday, um, I do have a showing agent who is available to me on on both Saturday and Sunday. And the uh, the salespeople obviously are, are working. So the only thing that does not get immediate attention is – answering the office line that comes in. Okay. Okay. So we talked a lot about kind of the mindset, the emotional year that we've had, how we've gotten roped into some things that maybe we didn't want to do, and we're going to fix them all for 2021. So it's going to be the most spectacular, most perfect year ever, right? Yes. Okay. Awesome. Moving on. Yes, you all shake your head. Yes, you go, awesome job. Thank you very much for all. Yes, thank you. Emily's dancing. This is making a TikTok. All right. The next thing that I really want to make sure that we're giving you some really clear-cut tactics, because I feel like I've given you a few hints, but Mike, we've got about, what, 10 minutes left. 10 minutes. I want, in the next three to four minutes, because I want to leave time for questions, what are your three best, bar none, best tactics from managing your time the most efficiently. Go. Me? Yes, go. I'm going to answer Lacey's question real quick. Is no, that no. Right? Questions right. after. Go first. The best, uh, the three best tactics for managing my time more effectively is number one, um, I had to learn how to say the word that I hated, hated to say, which was no. Um, okay. And... That that freed me up a lot. That was, that was number one. Number two is I'm getting much better at, I'm not where I want to be, delegating. So doing exactly what you had us do right here. What are the three things uh, that I'm doing now but I don't love? Finding them and delegating them. In fact, I'm writing more things down right now. Um, number three is I do what you said in that what's most of What's more important to me than my business is my home life. Um, and it's only been in the last year or two that I've actually realized that and I've changed it. And I know a lot of you guys are struggling with the same thing. So those personal appointments, those dinner with the kids, things, my kids are older now. So the time I don't, I don't get to see them as often as I want. So those times, the, um, my morning routine is different. I have coffee in the morning with my wife. Uh, 
that is my priority. So those go into my calendar first and everything for work comes in second. So I've got, I've got red time in my calendar, which is printed every day. So those are your three tactics, but they get implemented on a daily basis. Um, red time is my personal time. My people cannot schedule around it. Green time, which is between 915, 930 in the morning until about 435 o'clock in the evening, depending on the day. Uh, that's where my staff can schedule me and put me anywhere. doesn't matter as long as they do it correctly. Uh, but I say no to things that waste my time. I specifically put my priorities in the calendar first. Um, and what was my very first one? What did I say? Say no. That was the first yeah. one. No. Okay, you guys got it? Three tactics that Mike said are his very best. Got them? Okay. I'm going to give you my three tactics. Now, some of you probably won't like my tactics because I probably am one of the the coaches that is in I do the business the most or a lot, I think. So I still meet with clients. I still do a lot of that stuff. So my tactics or what's important to me might be a little bit different than some of the other, you know, super man coaches. Um, <clears throat> so the top three things right now that I think are the most important, number one, I spend one hour on Sunday preparing for my week. I will look at my calendar. I will see what appointments I have. I will see what appointments I don't have. Um, I will uh, prep for any of the meetings that we have. So I have daily team meetings. And in my team meetings, uh, there are themes. And I'm usually the one teaching on the themes. So on Monday in my team meeting, we spend 10 minutes talking about scripting. So I will come up with the scripting practice. Um, on Wednesdays, it's guidelines. And on Thursday, or excuse me, Wednesday, it's Wheel of Life. Thursday, it is guidelines. And Friday, it is simple shout-outs and how we're doing with the business regarding client service. So I prepare for any of that. Um, I will do my own email on the weekends and kind of clean it up and double-check, make sure that I'm set and ready to go. Um, number two, uh, time to our best time tactic for me is get my morning routine down pat and keep it as my habit because when I do my morning routine, I instantly get to the office and feel like I have already done four or five things that are incredible to get my day going and it's just going to keep going from there. So it is that mindset that I've already accomplished some things. I'm going to accomplish a heck of a lot more as this day goes on. And the third thing is every single day that I come to the office, I know what are the three most important things to get done that day to consider it a win. So I think many of us have these laundry lists of to-dos that never get to to done. And there is a mental thing that basically says, if you didn't check everything off your to-do list, you kind of stuck. So... I will have that same to-do list, but I highlight the three things that are the most important so that if I get those done, the day was I won. And I shut the lights off at the end of the day, and I go home knowing I moved the needle. I did the right stuff. So that's the other part of this. Know that you're doing the right stuff. Um, those top three things are never clean up a file. They're always Make X number of phone calls. Have these kind of level 10 conversation. Go through the financial steps with, you know, all three of our clients today on video. Make sure that I'm not running through the check marks, that I'm truly giving that value and being super present for 
the clients. That's what it might be. So those are my top three things that I would say tactic-wise. Yeah. Okay? Wonderful. And what we will tell you guys is um, we're going to give you some homework. Number one, finish filling out the 2021 vision that, that we started the first half of. Because Rick's going to go through um, or has gone through 2021 financial business. This is this is life. This is what we all have to deal with. Um, Kate said, you know, you, you actually Lisa hit on it, too. But you guys are dealing with kids that. You used to just take to school and then you had the day and pick them up and things like that. And, and all of that has changed. So uh, prioritize in your life what is important. Put it on the calendar. It has to be on the calendar. Um, that includes your morning routine. That includes your evening. Just put it in there. And then number three is you have to be disciplined. Right. The the reason a lot of us went into coaching is we needed somebody um, to hold us accountable to to answer to. I I could leave honestly what Core has done for me. I can go and have a great life. I I can just enjoy myself. But I love the accountability. I love being under somebody's authority, and that is ultimately what allows me the permission to have others underneath me that I could lead. Um, yeah. Did anybody have any final questions for Lisa before we go? You guys, yeah, thank you so much, Mike. It's been a super great treat teaching with you. And it is truly our hope that you guys got some really good tactics out of this. And most importantly, what is the one thing? Control. You guys are in control of your time. You can make the changes. You can make the choices. It's totally up to you. So stop being victim and reactive and take control back of your time. All right, last minute question. Um, <laughs> yes, good. Was there a question that I cut Mike off before, and I'm sorry about that, but there was one about a showing specialist. Make, make sure you answer that one before we're done. I got it. Yep. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, if you guys really want freedom, um, the team's the way to do it. I mean, honestly, empower your team. They love it. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much. And to be honest with you, if you caught me at the beginning, I was singing where, when a hero, hero comes along from Mariah Carey. Um, I haven't cried in a while, and that was probably the most touching uh, give that I've seen Core do in eight years. It's just phenomenal to be aligned with an organization that came about because a guy met a guy one time about 20 something years ago and called him up and said, Hey, will you teach me stuff? And that's literally the story of Rick and, um, Screama. So, uh, through that meeting came this, I told, I told Todd that I said, I just, I appreciate you going out on a, on a limb and doing something that, you know, takes a little bit of guts, a little bit of outside of the box, a little, yeah. little courage. So thank you all so much, Lisa. I, I yeah. can't tell you how much I appreciate you, but thanks for uh, taking the bull and, and giving. Yeah. Thanks for voting guys. We work hard on this. So make sure you're kind to us. Mike and I would like to stay employed next week because it's always edgy after Saturday. All right. Have a good one, you guys. Remember, stay focused on the rest of the day. You're going to have amazing people. Have a good one. You've been listening to the CORE's Sales Training Bootcamp. For registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.thecoretraining.com.